Well, on weekends like this, we're certainly well aware that we're in the midst of summer months, and I'm not sure if you and your families have been able to get away at all for a little R&R for vacation, whether it's camping or fishing or to the lake or maybe even out of state. I'm mindful on summer days and summer weekends like this of early vacations that my own family took before we started to adventure out to places like Minnesota and Wisconsin and Montana and Colorado. When I was seven, eight years old, it was always a really big deal for our family to go to the number one vacation destination in all of America. My not. <laughs> when you're from Williston, going to Minot is a big, big deal. Going to Bismarck, that was unthinkable. You would never go to Bismarck. Too big, too many people. But Minot, that's where it was at, 126 miles east of Williston on Highway 2. We'd go to Minot for the weekend, my two brothers, my mom and dad and I, and we'd go to the zoo, we'd go to the mall, but the most exciting part of the weekend was, of course, two nights at a hotel. And we'd get to the hotel and check into our room, and as many kids tend to do, we would go exploring. Mom and dad, for some reason, would say, go explore. So we'd go find the ice machine, we'd go find the continental breakfast area where you realize that they put chocolate on donuts, and you can have more than one. But the great find of the weekend was, of course, the pool. And the safari in Minot had an excellent pool, and it had two fake palm trees that made it feel like a jungle. The pool. We'd find out when it would open so that we could be the first ones in the pool at 8 o'clock in the morning. We'd find out when it would close so we'd be the last ones in the pool at 9 o'clock. But the pool was the great treasure, of course, of the hotel. It wasn't until I was probably my teens when I found out that they actually make hotels without pools. And I thought, what is this? It's funny how kids are natural explorers, isn't it? Moms and dads, you know that. They're curious. They want to find. They want to discover. They want to explore. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. So isn't it wonderful to know that by nature we're explorers, by nature we're finders, by nature we're seekers. And yet Jesus describes his kingdom in a way that searchers and explorers and discoverers and finders can understand, can't we? And what does he compare the kingdom of heaven to? Like a treasure buried in a field? Like a fine pearl of great price? Now let's pause for a second and ask this basic question. When Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven, what is he talking about? Is he talking about some place somewhere out there that someday we might get to? He's actually talking about something even more immediate than that. So what is the kingdom of heaven? Actually, a better way of putting it is, 
Who? Who is the kingdom of heaven? Well, it's Jesus. He's the kingdom of heaven. And being in relationship with him and being in friendship with him is the great treasure, the great pearl. Now, what's interesting about these two examples, everyone, of the great treasure and the great pearl is this. Notice what he says the person who finds the treasure or the pearl does when they find the treasure or the pearl. What do they do? They go off, sell what they have, and they buy the entire field so that they can keep the pearl, so that they can keep the treasure. Which is to say what? Friends of Jesus are willing to do whatever it takes to keep the treasure. That friends of Jesus are willing to do whatever it takes to protect the pearl of great price. So let's then take the analogy one step further, okay? If Jesus is the treasure, if he is the pearl, are we willing to do whatever it takes to protect our relationship with him and our friendship with him? So I think this gospel, everyone, this weekend provokes this one very simple question for each heart here. And it would be this. Is Jesus the great treasure of my life? Is Jesus my greatest good? Is my friendship with him and my relationship with him and the promises he has made to me and the care he takes for me my greatest treasure? Because if he's not, right, something else is. So for so many, maybe it's being popular or respected or notoriety. Not bad things, but they don't fulfill, do they? For some of us, it's material goods in our bank account, in the square footage of our house, in the year on our car. Bad things? No. But do they fulfill? What is it that's our greatest treasure? You know, we're living in some very tense times. So many conversations I have with people right now is we're suffering because of so many things going on in our world. I think there's no better time for us to ask that basic question of what's my greatest treasure, of who's my greatest treasure. If there is one thing that lasts, if there's one person that lasts, it's Jesus, and he takes care of us. May he be our greatest treasure. As we explore and search and find, we also discover. And who is it that we discover? Well, it's him.